Utes fans, welcome back into the second ever episode of Believe in Utes, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Jake Popoff, and we've got a lot to dive into today. Plenty of news and headlines since the last time we sat down here in the first episode of Believe in Utes. We talked about some of the guys who might be sticking around for 2024 on this football team, and we also talked about the possibility of guys heading out of the program to continue their football careers elsewhere. We've seen a lot of that in this past week. I'm going to be talking a lot about that today, as well as the 2023 Las Vegas Bowl. The Utes are going to be facing up against Northwestern in Allegiant Stadium, a game that I think is going to be quite exciting, quite thrilling. I think we're going to see some guys stepping up and and playing that maybe didn't get too much playing time this year as other guys might take some time to rest, prepare for the 2024 draft, things of that nature. So it's going to be a great time in Vegas on December 23rd. But before we get into that, we've got to address some of the big names heading out of this Utah football program. Let's start with a guy who I was a little bit shocked by personally, just because this player did have an extra year of eligibility that they could have chosen to take and stay with the Utah program, but decided to take off early and head towards that dream of playing in the NFL. And that is Utes wide receiver veteran Devon Vele. Devon was an amazing team player for this Utah football program. If there was one guy that you could watch playing on that field who you knew had the heart and the tenacity to go out there and lay his life on the line for his teammates each week, week in and week out, you thought of Devon Vele. You could see it with his on-field presence and a single bad effort play that we ever saw out of Devon Vele. I mean, he gave it 110% on every single snap where he was on the field. Amazing catch radius, big, physical, contested catches, uh, one-handed catches. I mean, when I used to work for the Utah football team, so that's a little bit of background on me, I spent two years working as a student manager for the Utah football team. Didn't talk too much about that last week. But anywho, that's when Devon Valey was really starting to break out of his shell and become a leader in the wide receiver room and a leader for the Utah offense. And when I tell you that this guy had the most amazing catchability, the biggest hands, the stickiest hands, I mean, this guy would not drop a ball in practice, after practice, before practice. It was like he had magnets in his gloves that just attracted footballs. I'm telling you, Devon Vele is an NFL talent. So while I'm a little bit taken aback that he didn't take that final year with the Utah team in the Big 12 to really build his brand one step further, I can understand where his decision is coming from. Because like I said, he is an NFL talent. I think the right NFL scout will realize that Devon Vele is 100% capable of being an immediate impact player for any NFL roster. I mean, this guy is tall, strong, physical, And he can make catches that not a lot of people can make. And we saw similar things with guys like Dalton Kincaid. Dalton and Devon really started to kind of hit that next level in their football career while I was working for the team. And there's a difference in watching football on TV compared to in person. I mean, you can really feel an athletic and ability difference when you're you're right up close to these guys. And Devon Vele, not only is he fast, but he's got great hands. And I truly do think that he could have a great, long-lasting career in the NFL. I, I see a lot of similarities with 
Devon Vele's game in Tim Patrick's game. I think that Devon Vele is going to be one of those guys who might be a sleeper. He might he might get drafted in a late round. He might even be a free agent. I hope not. I hope that he is a high round talent. And I think that he can reveal those abilities in the combine, in pro day, in training, and getting ready for the 2024 NFL draft. But anywho, I do think that Devon Vele has made a wise decision. He's he's managed to stay healthy with all his years on the field, and he's managed to do some really amazing things for the Utes. Coming up big time with big touchdowns in big games. Obviously, we saw some amazing grabs and amazing touchdowns from him throughout the years. But anyways, when it comes to Devon Vele, it's sad to see him leave, but we do wish him all the best, and I know that he is fully capable of being an NFL star because that man that's a bad man right there devon Vale is the truth and it's gonna hurt to see him go but i do think that we are still pretty well loaded when it comes to weapons in the receiver room so i think that we're going to be okay in the receiving department but it is going to be noticeable that devon's going to be gone he's our tallest wide receiver in that room very close in height to Munir McLean, who I think really, really started to step up in this 2023 season. I think Munir McLean is going to play an immense role in the 2024 football season. And I think he's going to kind of step into Devon's shoes as Devon sort of steps away from the team, hopefully gets into the NFL and has a long lasting career. Another guy that we are going to see parting ways from the Utah football program, who's already moved out of Salt Lake City. He was long gone before even the Colorado game. That's quarterback Nate Johnson. Now, I do think that this was the best decision for Nate Johnson to make. This was a guy who came in and was probably promised a lot of things, right? When you come in only a couple seasons after you see a guy like Tyler Huntley lead a Utah football team to almost the playoffs in 2019, I think Nate Johnson came in with the intention of taking over this team, being a true dual threat quarterback and leading the Utes to great things. Now, He did, right? He had a couple of big moments. He ended up stepping in in that Baylor game, the second game of the season in 2023, and he made it happen. Got the win, and at the time, he had the entire Utah fan base right in his corner. Everyone was backing him up. Everyone knew that Nate Johnson was capable of making big plays and getting games won. But then after in the next in the following weeks you know we sort of started to see a little bit of a fall off as far as his confidence level as far as his playing level and i think that ultimately bryson barnes just ended up being a better backup quarterback to fill the role of the starter so nate johnson is a tremendously athletic kid he has great leadership attributes i mean he's got really good arm strength he's got to work on the accuracy a little bit but When it comes to a dual threat quarterback, he has an unlimited ceiling of potential. He could be a very, very good dual threat quarterback. Obviously, some things to work on in the accuracy departments, in the reading the field department, right? I I think we saw him not too comfortable when it came to pre-snap reads, analyzing defensive coverages in real time, and making the correct reads in in games. So I think he's got a lot to work on, but I do think that Nate Johnson transferring out of the program and taking his talents to another school that's really going to be able to develop him, I think that was the right move. So as sad as it is to see a four-star recruit quarterback in Nate Johnson parting ways, he had his moments, he scored his touchdowns, and 
the Utah community, I don't think, has anything bad to say about Nate Johnson. I think we are wishing him nothing but the best in his future endeavors with football. Now, this one hurts a little bit more for us Utah fans, right? Bryson Barnes. Man, Barnesy, Bucky, the pig farmer, whatever you want to call him, Bryson was a stud for the Utah football program. I mentioned last week in the first episode all about that next man up mentality. And if there is one player on that Utah football roster from this 2023 season that was the true embodiment of next man up, that was Bryson Barnes. When I was working for the football team back in 2020 and 2021, Bryson Barnes was, I want to say, the sixth or seventh string quarterback. He was a walk-on from Milford, right? Almost seemed like this kid did not belong in the practice facility. And a couple of my buddies and I, who were all student managers, we, we started watching Bryson Barnes because we said, hey, you know what? This kid is clearly the underdog of the quarterback room, but there's something to him that just says, screams he wants to compete. Every day in practice when he was leading the scout team or, or even when he was just doing one-on-one drills with some of the, you know, some of the walk-on receivers or some of the backup guys just kind of preparing while the first team offense was, was running team drills. Bryson Barnes was a leader from day one. I mean, he was directing guys where to go. He knew everybody's route, even if it was versus air. He was telling guys exactly how to fix their routes. He was dishing the ball out, right? We would see some missed passes, which you would expect in a freshman walk-on quarterback. But we would also see the leadership qualities that Bryson Barnes had. And we would see that he was hungry. And so a couple of my buddies and I started calling Bryson Barnes, Bucky Barnes. And we actually, this is kind of a funny story, but we had an inside joke in the equipment room that we said, one day, Bucky Barnes is going to take over as the starter for the Utah football team. And granted, this was at the time where he was about sixth or seventh string. And we said that one day, Bucky Barnes will take over this Utah football team and lead us to the playoffs. And it's going to be a movie. There's going to be a movie made about him. Now, maybe he didn't quite lead us to the playoffs, but... I think we started to we started to look back on that inside joke and say, "Hey, did we just predict like uh, you know plus thirty thousand odds or something?" Because Bryson ended up stepping up. Long story short, Bryson stepped up in the twenty twenty three season as the starting quarterback and led us to a winning season, to some amazing moments. I mean, the game winning drive against USC. I will never forget that game because this was the third year in a row playing USC where if we win, that's a three-peat against USC. Or sorry, that would be four in a row, which it is, right? We got four wins in a row versus USC. In this 2023 USC versus Utah matchup, Bryson Barnes showed that he was fully capable of being a dog. He led us. He led the Utes down to a game-winning drive where Cole Becker ended up making that 36-yard field goal for the win. And man, at that moment, I knew that what we saw in Bryson Barnes back in 2020 was 100% correct. Again, he might not have led us to the playoffs, but Bucky Barnes stepped up. We saw that hunger in his eyes. We saw his leadership qualities and capabilities. And sure enough, we saw it translate to a winning season in 2023. So needless to say, it is going to be very sad to watch Bryson Barnes enter the transfer portal and step away from the Utah football program. It's a decision that, again, similar to the likes of Nate Johnson, it makes sense, right? 
I do think it's the correct decision for Bryson Barnes with Cam Rising returning, guys like Isaac Wilson coming in, Brandon Rose going to be a fully healthy backup next year. Our quarterback room will be plenty deep. So when it comes to Bryson Barnes transferring out, my immediate thought is, as he should, because Bryson Barnes created a dang near movie-making story during his time and his legacy with the Utes football team. But not only that, Bryson was able in 2023 to give himself the confidence to realize, hey, I'm fully capable of being a Power 5 starter. So I'm very anxious and curious to see who some of the programs are that are going to start coming to Bryson and offering him scholarship offers and the ability to go play for their teams. Because I think that Bryson Barnes could pull in some serious, serious power five offers. And I think that he can go and have a great career for his last couple of years of eligibility at another football program. So again, Bryson Barnes was the definition of a Ute. He was a great team player. His teammates loved him. The locker room vibes around Bryson were as they should be for a backup quarterback. And again, he led us to a winning season in 2023. Bryson should be more than proud of himself. And as Utah fans, again, all we can do is wish Bryson nothing but the best in the future. And I think he does have a very bright future. That's a kid with a very strong head on his shoulders. And you can tell he's got big dreams and big aspirations, and he will not let those dreams go to waste. I think we're going to see Bryson Barnes ball out next year, wherever he ends up. So Bryson, I doubt you're listening, but if you are, thank you for everything you've done for this Utah football team and best of luck in the future. Now let's talk about some of the guys who have decided to stay, right? So we still haven't heard an official announcement from Brant Keithy, but Again, as I mentioned in the first episode, I do believe that Brant Keithy will return. I don't see why he wouldn't, and I don't see how he could make another decision. Brant Keithy is a Ute. He's been a Ute for six seasons now. I think it's time for Brant Keithy to make his last statement before he takes off to the NFL. And I think as long as he can rehab over the 2023 offseason leading into 2024, Brant Keithy will be just as good as ever. So I do assume that Brant Keithy will return. Now, maybe I shouldn't do that. You know, I'm going to knock on some wood here, but hopefully we can see Brant Keithy stay. I do hope that we also see Thomas Yasmin decide to take his last year of eligibility and stay with the program. Thomas Yasmin had a phenomenal 2022 season as the tight end too, right? Him and Dalton Kincaid were a disaster to go up against with two guys who had that big of a frame and that good of a catching ability. And when it comes to Thomas, we saw him breaking tackles like it was nothing. Like he was shredding. It reminded Thomas Yasmin in the 2022 season reminded me of the NFL mascot versus youth football game (laughs) where you see, you know, you see all the NFL mascots just absolutely bulldozing little kids. Uh, So if we can see Thomas Yasmin return, a fully healthy Thomas Yasmin, Brant Keithy, and Landon King at tight end. And we have a powerhouse of a tight end room next year. So hopefully we see Thomas Yasmin decide to stay. Makai Bernard returning, which I do still believe will be the case. Uh, We we saw when Cam Rising decided to return via Instagram, we saw some guys like Micah Pittman and Makai Bernard commenting on that video with comments that sort of had implications towards returning for 2024 so i do think our running back room will still look very talented in 2024 
I'm curious to see how the rest of the running back room looks in 2024 when it comes to guys like Jaquin and Jackson and Jalen Glover. I think that with the transfer portal in the last few years, we've really started to see some shocking decisions, right? Which is why I wouldn't be surprised if we did see Jalen Glover or Jaquin and Jackson transfer out. Now that might be a little weird to say, but you have to think in this new era of college football, there is NIL money. That is a big factor for a lot of these guys. A lot of these guys know that their talents can get them paid at bigger programs. Utah football compared to a lot of the teams down South don't necessarily have the budget or the means to pay a lot of their players. What some of these guys down South are getting paid for a much less of the talent, right? So that's why I think that we might see some guys that we expected to stay transfer out. I think that a lot of these guys might realize that, Hey, I'm not only might I have an opportunity to go be the clear starter with full playing time over at this program, but I'm also going to make an extra hundred thousand dollars this year. That's a no brainer for me. Right? So I think we're going to maybe see some shocking decisions to come. And to be honest, I think most of those decisions will be made after the Las Vegas pool, right? We're going to see a lot of guys who want to get that last game in with the Utah football program, or just that last game on the West coast in that Las Vegas pool before they part ways with the program. As far as another guy who is 100% returning to the U in 2024, someone I mentioned last week in the first episode, Lavani Damuni, a guy who was outstanding when his number was called in 2023. I mentioned it once and I'll say it again. Probably one of the hardest hitting players this Utah football program has ever seen. So it's going to be great to have a leader on the defense in Lavani Damuni returning in 2024. Also, hopefully returning in 2024 will be more key members of the Utah football defense. I hope we see Cole Bishop return. But again, I think that decision will be made after the Las Vegas Bowl. Lander Barton, I would assume, isn't going anywhere, right? Both of his older brothers played all four years at the U. And now it's time for Lander to continue his legacy with the Utah football program. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Corinne Reed, I also would hope, is going to return. To Travis Broughton, we saw Zamaya Vaughn is coming back. So that's huge for, for the Utes. Zamaya Vaughn is a playmaker at corner. He was a kid who played quarterback in high school and came into the, the Utah program looking for a new position. Started at safety. Wasn't really his fit got moved over to corner and I actually worked with the cornerbacks in 2020 and 2021. So I got to really see the beginning of the evolution of Zamaya Vaughn, which was, which was quite interesting because coach Shaw used to rip into Zamaya Vaughn because he saw the potential, but Zamaya's technique and his playmaking abilities just weren't there. It looked he looked lost. He looked like he would never figure out how to play corner. And now I would say he is the best cornerback on the Utah football roster. So it's great to hear that Zamaya Vaughn will be returning in 2024. Absolute playmaker and a stud on that defense. So I do expect our defense to be just as sound as ever with Morgan Scally taking the reins yet again. I think our secondary, our linebacker group, and our defensive front are all going to be just as good as they were this year in 2024, which is promising. On offense, I hope that we can continue to run the ball hard, spread the ball around now that Cam Rising will be returning. And I think that we're going to see Andy Ludwig 
get more creative. I mentioned that again in my last episode. But Andy Ludwig, coming from some of the guys in the locker room, was starting to really put together a lot of trick plays, a lot of really the, the types of plays that the Utah fan base has been looking for out of Andy Ludwig for the last few seasons. It almost has felt like our offense has been so great, just not crafty enough. But according to some locker room talk, Andy Ludwig has started to implement a lot more of the plays that we're looking for. So I think that our offense is going to have plenty of weapons returning, and I think that we're going to see a very, very sound Utah football team returning. Now let's get into the matchup versus Northwestern, the Las Vegas Bowl in, in December 23rd. That's a bowl game that the Utes haven't been placed in since December of 2015, which, if you'll remember correctly, was a 35-28 to 28 victory over BYU. So satisfying, right? When we can reminisce on BYU victories. Oh, man, I just, I love nothing more than when the Utes just absolutely handle the BYU Cougars. It just makes makes me so happy. Don't you agree, man? Anywho, the last time the Utes were in the Las Vegas Bowl, as I mentioned, 2015 with a victory over BYU. Now the Utes will face up against a 7-5 Northwestern football team who is second in the Big Ten West. But if, but if you ask me my opinion, this is one of those games where the Utes should enter this game not underestimating the competition because, again, Northwestern does have a winning record. Now, they have lost a handful of big games, but I think that these two programs do have a mutual respect for each other. We've matched up in the past, and I think we are going to see a pretty exciting matchup in this Las Vegas Bowl. It's going to be great to step into Allegiant, take the field, and just be in that atmosphere again, right? There's no better atmosphere than when you walk into an NFL stadium to watch your college football program take the field. So anyway, I think that Utah football should not go into this game underestimating Northwestern. However, I do think that this should be a very, very winnable game for the Utes to close out this 2023 up and down season and really start to game plan for 2024, the first season in the Big 12. It's going to be nothing but exciting entering the Big 12. We've got a lot of work to do. I think we are headed in the completely correct direction for entering the Big 12. So, nevertheless, December 23rd, we've got a big matchup to close out the season in Las Vegas. The Utes are favorites going into this game. And hopefully we can get the job done in Vegas, close out a great final season in the Pac-12 on the West Coast, and start to handle business in preparation for next year going into the Big 12. Before I get out of your hair, we've got to touch on running Utes basketball, baby. We are going to see the Utah men's basketball program facing up against the Southern Utah Thunderbirds tonight, Tuesday, December 5th at 7 p.m. The running Utes are 5-2 and two as we stand, right? So we've seen some big wins this season so far. A couple of losses, but nevertheless, a big opportunity to win at home tonight versus Southern Utah. And then, what's to come on Saturday, you ask? Well, of course, the game of the year, Utah versus BYU at Utah, which is going to be extremely beneficial as far as having the must in that corner next to the court 
to cheer on the running Utes as they take on the number 14 ranked BYU Cougs. Oh man, it's hard to even say that school's name or mascot. But anywho, 5 p.m. Saturday, December 9th, we've got the matchup against BYU. I think that that is a game with a ton of potential to really accelerate this running Utes program to big things in this 2023-2024 season. Of course, then we've got UBU and Bell, two matchups right before the start of Pac-12 play. As heartbreaking as it is to say, the final season of this amazing Pac-12 basketball conference. We're going to get to match up against all of these teams two more times, and it's going to be bittersweet when we have to say goodbye. But hopefully we can uh, make a good run down the road in Las Vegas at the men's basketball tournament, right, for the last ever Pac-12 basketball tournament in Las Vegas. So we are going to see some great matchups this season. And nevertheless, be rooting loud for the running Utes tonight against the Thunderbirds. And I hope to see everyone wearing their red on Saturday as we look to take down the BYU Cougars. That's all I've got for you today. Utes fans, I appreciate you for tuning in. Again, this was the second episode of Believe in Utes brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jake Popoff. And I can't wait to get back here with y'all sometime in this next week to talk all things Utah athletics. I'm sure we will have some more football updates by then. And we will know how our basketball team is looking to shape up for the remainder of the season after we take on Southern Utah and BYU. All right, Utah fans, be safe. Have an amazing day. And thanks again for listening.